It's the 13th of July, and this is your Monday Microdose. Welcome back. Welcome to, at least on the YouTube side, uh, the friendliest comment section in all of the internet. Or at least that's what I'm saying. Uh, It is a consistently pleasant surprise, I have to say. Uh, you guys and gals in your comments. Love them. Keep them coming. If you're new here, go ahead and dive on in. If you like the video, give it a thumbs up. You know, don't judge me on one because I throw a ball in the dirt every once in a while. Watch a couple. If you like the content, go ahead and click that subscribe button. Subscriptions, comments, uh, likes, these are all things that make the world go round and help the channel grow. I appreciate uh, each and every one. So I'm kind of at a loss on things to talk about bike-wise because I just find that I repeat myself week after week. Uh, There are no bikes. There are a smattering of bikes uh, coming some of which uh, will be headed my way. But then I think we are going to go into a period of time in the fall or autumn uh, where there's just not going to be a lot of product. These are good and bad things, right? Um, Y'all keep uh, placing orders on the website. I love that. I just uh, packaged up. A, an order to go to Australia. My first order from Australia. G'day! Very exciting. Um, so what I'm going to do is answer a question and tell a story today. Strap in, kids. So uh, a question that I get a lot, and it's understandable, is, Chris, what the hell is a psychic derailleur? How did you come up with Psychic Derailer? Well, I didn't. I'm a big fan of a band called The Shins. You may be familiar. And there's a song of theirs called Bait and Switch. And I believe it's on the last record. Um... But if you look at the lyrics or just listen to the song, Bait and Switch, there's a line in there about, and you know, I'll be honest, I can't make out all the words sometimes, doing something with your psychic derailleur. And as soon as I heard it, my ears kind of pricked up and I thought, that's, that's really cool. I like that. And I was in the process of kind of rebooting my blog uh, which you can find on uh, now on the psychicderailer.com. And I thought, well, that's a great name for the blog. And then the next thing that happened or, or soon thereafter was uh, the, the store changed, right? So I owned a store called Awen Cyclery for as near as makes no difference 16 years. And I closed that store and had 
what I'm doing now in mind. Now, A1 Cyclery was, had 50 plus years of history. It was what I kind of jokingly or half jokingly refer to as a cradle to grave bike shop. Everything from the littlest kids' bikes to, you know, three wheel adult trikes. 9,000 square feet. Um, the new store was not going to be that. And I thought it a little uh, misleading to call it that. Um, so I decided to just call it the Psyche Trailer. There you have it. That is the story. Um, or that is the answer to the question, I guess. Now for the story. Sensible yet adventurous. Yes, one of those. So in the early 90s, and I can't really put my uh, finger right now in the exact year. Greg is out there. I'm sure he could tell us exactly what year it was. We, meaning myself, my friend Greg, Randy, and Dave decided that we were going to do a canoe trip. And we were going to canoe from basically the south side of Indianapolis, just basic, as soon as we could get into the White River, you know, from a logistically easy place, down to McCormick's Creek State Park. I think that was it. It was a far piece. It was going to take us... You know, better. You know, the better part of two days to do this, and is uh, the way these things usually happen. There were a raft of people that signed on for this trip. I think at at one point we had, I don't know, it may have been twelve to sixteen people that said, "Yeah, we'll do this." And one of the guys that wanted to do it was a professional triathlete. And he did the Ironman in Kona every year. And he was generally the first guy out of the water. And so obviously it was important for him to do this race. And it was important for him and his sponsors because his sponsors got a lot of play uh, as the first person out of the water. So we had to push... Uh, the trip to a date after he was done with that. Now, you know, the Ironman goes off sometime in October, generally. So we decided first weekend in November, <laughs> we're going to do this canoe trip. Now, in central Indiana and in southern Indiana, we're starting in central Indiana and heading toward southern Indiana, the weather can be pretty mild in November. So with a uh, <laughs> an amount of enthusiasm uh, and confidence that was, uh, you know, couldn't really be explained, and fingers crossed, we set the date for the trip. And the closer we got to the trip, of course, people started backing out. And would, including 
the guy that we set the date for, right? So by the time the first weekend in November rolls around, uh, there's only four of us. Now, I was working for the LS Airs chain of department stores at the time. It was my uh, year and a half stint in corporate retail. Uh, and every day, I was checking the weather. Monday slash Tuesday, it was looking like it was going to be 50 degrees. Perfect. Tuesday slash Wednesday, 40 degrees, and so on and so on and so on. Uh, it just, the forecast just kept getting colder as the days wore on. So, <coughs> pardon me, Dave uh, spends a night in my apartment because we're going to leave at Odark 30, and the wind is howling all night long and the temperature is dropping and that morning we had you know a pretty serious discussion about whether we were going to do this we decided to go ahead and load up and go to the place where we were going to put in and kind of make the decision there and we got to the put in 17 degrees. This is ambient air temperature, 17 degrees. And we were on a river. There is the, I don't, you know, one guy says, I don't think we should do this. The other guy says, I took vacation time. We're doing this. And then two of us, myself and somebody else, was like, I'll just go whichever way the group goes. So we go on undaunted. Um, the wife of one of the guys is driving the van, and she says, all right, there's a bridge a couple miles down the road. I'm going to go down there and park. And if you decide you want to get out, that would be the place to do it. Okay. So we load up the canoes, put them in the water, and away we go. Now, you know, you start any kind of physical activity, and your body heats up, and all of a sudden you're like, well, this isn't so bad, and the sun is out. So we decide, you know, we get to the bridge, she's standing there, and we go, nope, we're going. And, you know, the days are shorter, obviously, uh, in November as well. We stopped a couple times uh, once to uh, make hot chocolate. There was some comedy that ensued there. Uh, uh, I believe Greg's hands were so cold he couldn't get his stove started. Uh, something happened with a cashew, <laughs> you know. I mean, it was just, by now, you know, the, the, uh, the shine has kind of worn off. And we've, at least I have kind of figured out what we're up against. But I had no idea. So, however far we projected that we would go, 
on that first day, I, we didn't even get close. I mean, if we did an eighth of the mileage that we should have done. Um, and now is when the details are going to get a little fuzzy because um, we actually did this trip again a year or two later in better weather. And, you know, comedy ensued on that trip as well. And so I, some of the things I, I'm not really sure uh, whether, which trip it happened on, but I'm pretty sure I've got this right. We get to a point where we think, all right, we've we got to find a place to bed down for the night. And... Um, First spot is no good. I believe uh, some gentlemen who were hunting deer uh, may have emerged from the woods at that point complaining that we were scaring, quote, scaring all the deer away. Um, That was interesting. And... We finally found a place to camp. The sun is getting low in the sky at this point, and thankfully, I think we had one big tent. Uh, if we had had like separate sleeping arrangements, <laughs> a couple of us may have been in trouble. Um, and Dave sets to making a fire. And, uh, oh boy, can make a fire. That thing was hotter than the sun. Again, thankfully, uh, Randy had brought a cooler and he was sitting on the cooler and we were so close to the fire because at this point it was so cold. The sun's down and uh, the next morning... Uh, the the heat from the fire actually melted the side of that Coleman cooler he was sitting on. Uh, it was a, a fitful night, as you might imagine. And, you know, again, early 90s, things in the camping world had started to kind of progress, but the materials and such weren't anything like they are now. Uh, We woke up uh, the next morning to the tent covered in snow. Did manage to get the fire started. Um, (coughs) I think at some point, you know, we decided we were going to go as far as Martinsville. Now, to give you an indication... I can drive to Martinsville in my car in, I'm going to be generous and say 30 minutes. And it took us pretty much a day of paddling to get that far. It was so cold and the wind was blowing. At one point, and again, this is a situation where I may have the two the two trips conflated, but I'm pretty sure... We went over um, like an old railroad 
like bridge abutment. There was a bridge there at one point that they had taken down or blown, and but but the the pillars, the pylons, the were still set in the in the base, you know, set in the ground, which causes some irregularities in the flow of the water. And so Greg and I are in one canoe and Randy and Dave are in the other canoe. And as they went over this section of rock, the boat got turned around. They ended up getting pushed over to the bank. The, the bow of the canoe got pinned under some branches and it was taking on water. Uh, thankfully nobody went in, uh, got the boat on the bank and got it emptied out and, and, and headed on our way. And I don't think we were in the canoe, maybe another 20 or 30 minutes. And we decided that enough was enough and, uh, pulled the boats out of the water, went up to the road and there was a gas station with a little convenience store there, which we uh, scampered inside. And I've never been so thankful for uh, uh, heat in my entire life. Uh, I still to this day don't know that I've ever been that cold. But the thing that came out of it is, you know, 30 years later, I'm still talking about it. I remember going to a party maybe a year later and somebody said, did you hear about those guys that took that canoe trip in November? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah I was there. Uh, and uh, anything that you've heard about it probably doesn't adequately describe it. So that's the story of the, uh, it may have been the first misadventure um, it certainly was the most memorable one. I hope you guys are all doing well. I really th appreciate you watching and liking and commenting and subscribing. And, uh, until next time, be nice, work hard, ride bikes, play music when you can. I'll talk to you soon.